Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. It is Wednesday, April 26th. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today, we're going to be tackling the responsibility that parents have to teach their children in accordance to the Word of God. A couple of you have been, actually not a couple of you, more than a couple. I've received several emails and several of you who spoke to me in Albuquerque, New Mexico this last weekend, also in Kansas City the weekend before that. Before that, I was in Indianapolis. And the question of a parent's responsibility to teach truth to their children with regard to the issues of transgenderism comes up over and over again. So today, we're going to tackle this topic from a Christian perspective and from the perspective of the gospel. Stick around. I think you'll be encouraged. So this last weekend, I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, speaking to parents there about the importance of teaching children truth in a culture that has literally rejected the truth of the Word of God. And so today, for just a couple of minutes, we're going to take a a, a little bit of time and talk about what your responsibility is as parents. And in New Mexico, I used the example of a sunset, and I was saying that every sunset is a reminder that time is passing. And so what I mean by that is every time the sun sets at your house, you have an opportunity. God is giving you an opportunity, or maybe it's the sunrise. But every single day when we see the sun come up and the sun set, it's a reminder that time is passing. And I was trying to give parents just a glimpse of what God says their responsibility is in the world that we're living in right now. So a couple of things right off the bat. First of all, you guys are going to have to just bear with me here. I am like struggling like crazy because I have allergies. My yard is really beautiful and the trees are blooming, but unfortunately that means for me allergies are uh, attacking. And so you'll hear that in my voice. And also Jay and I and our family would covet your prayers. We greatly appreciate them as this weekend we are heading off to Katy, Texas, which is just south east of Houston for Fearless. And if you're in that area, and if you know somebody who's in the area and you guys would be encouraged, come on out. We still have a couple of seats left for Fearless Houston. I'm going to be spending the entire weekend. In fact, Jay and I leave tomorrow morning at the crack of dawn for Houston, and we're going to be spending the whole weekend with you. So come on out and join us. You can find out more about that at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. And I will link back to that in the show notes today. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that God says that we are ambassadors for Christ. This is interesting to me because I spend a lot of time, as you well know, speaking to parents in person on the road, homeschooling and tutoring and training and just loving on my own seven children and also writing a blog and authoring about parenting and the importance of parenting. And this reminds me a little bit of my first encounter with Dr. Dobson many years ago, when we were talking about the importance of ministering to families. Now, 10 years ago, we were talking about the divorce rate inside the church. We were talking about the struggles that Christian parents are having just to keep their children of coming back to the Word of God to take a drink of living water. Today's issues are completely different than what we were dealing with 10 years ago. And so I want to start off with this idea that is given to us by the Apostle Paul 
in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20. So if you're following along with me, and by the way, I have a brand new scripture writing challenge that's going to be up in just a couple of days, and I hope it encourages you. If you haven't yet subscribed to the scripture writing challenge, it's all free. You just need to subscribe to my blog. Click on the scripture writing challenge. It'll come directly to you. But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 20, that we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. So let's think about this for just a second. An ambassador is somebody who speaks on behalf of a governing authority. So if I'm the ambassador for the United States to China, I'm going to go to China and I'm going to live in China, but I'm going to represent the United States. And the Bible says that you and I as believers in Christ are Christ's ambassadors. And the Apostle Paul goes on to define that. He says, God is making his appeal through us. We speak literally for Christ when we plead to a watching world, come back to God. We make this appeal first to our kids and then to a watching world. You know, I told you we're doing this thing called Mailroom Monday, where we're going through emails that come from listeners and trying to sort of address in real time, which I hope is encouraging to you, some of the things that we're facing today. And of course, anytime anything happens in the culture, I get sent dozens of emails and people Facebook message me and all kinds of things and they want me to see things that are happening. Well, the most recent thing that happened since I came back from Albuquerque was somebody texting me a link to a commercial that Dove made just recently about the truth of motherhood. And they were saying that mothers are creating a new truth, that anybody can be a mother, a man can be a mother. And if you decide that you're a man, so if you're listening to me right now, and you have been blessed with the chromosomes that make you a man, your DNA says that you're a man, the Dove Soap Company wants you to know you're not really a man. You can be whoever you want to be. You can be however you want to be, act however you want to be, and just operate in your truth. But the Bible says very clearly that God defines truth. This is a difficult subject because the because the honest uh, assessment of the situation, at least from where I'm sitting, is that we're talking about things of such important significance to human beings that we dare not tread into these topics lightly. And so I want to just remind you as parents of your responsibility. First of all, the Dove Soap Company doesn't speak for the Lord, right? And the Supreme Court of the United States did not speak for God when it said that marriage is no longer between a man and a woman, which is how God created. The Bible says in Genesis that I created you male and female in my image for this reason, A man should leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife, and the two should become one flesh. And somehow in our age of, quote, enlightenment, we think we've evolved beyond the truth of God's word. And where is it getting us? We are literally coming into chaos as a country. And so the first thing I'm going to encourage you to do as you as you walk your children and sort of steer them through the cultural and spiritual landmines that are literally everywhere in the culture is to be mindful of of your marriage. The Bible says that good marriages root children in fertile soil where they can flourish. And so as parents, what we want to do is plant with the harvest in mind. So when you're teaching your children how to navigate the cultural issues that they're facing today, you want to plant with the harvest in mind. So when you're talking to your eight-year-old or your 10-year-old, and they're seeing things that are happening on the news, and a, and a, a young boy who has uh, a, a mustache that's really trying hard to grow, right? We've all seen the boys. We know what we're talking about. A, a mustache that's really trying hard to grow, an adolescent boy who decides to join the girls' track team and therefore wins 
the uh, the race because wait for it, he's a boy. Your kids are going to come to you and they're going to be confused. Why? Because it's confusing. Because the culture and the world is telling you that your truth is your truth and that boy's truth is that boy's truth. And the truth is that God defines truth. And God said in his word, I have made you male and female. And I believe as a woman who studies the word of God and knows the Lord, that God's word is as relevant today as it was the day that it was written and that his word stands forever. He said he has created us male and female. And so our DNA was literally designed with God in mind. God said, I'm going to make Heidi St. John a woman. And I'm going to make Jay St. John a man. He wasn't, he didn't hesitate. And yes, there are issues where, and we can talk about this at another time. And there, there are intersex children who are born with both sets because why we live in a fallen world. We live in a broken world. But most of us are born with either male chromosomes or female chromosomes. And we come into the world that way. And right now the world is making a, a desperate attempt to override the natural order of things. Well, what happens when we override the natural order of things? Well, the first thing that happens is it starts with parents. Parents, according to the word of God, are responsible to teach and train their children. Ephesians 6 makes that very clear, that our responsibility as a mother and a father is to teach our children and train them in righteousness. If you go back just a little bit uh, into the into the Old Testament, you'll discover the story of Eli. Now, Eli uh, was a striking example of reaping a harvest of sorrow. So I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, and I certainly speak about it in person. The Bible says, if we don't give up, don't grow weary in doing good. Because if you don't grow weary, in the end, you're going to reap a harvest. The harvest is coming. And Eli reaped a harvest of sorrow. Why? Because he sowed wind into the lives of his children. His whole house reaped judgment, very much like David's, for Eli's failure to discipline and train his children. Eli, for those of you who aren't familiar with the story, was a priest and a judge in Israel. He held the highest and the most responsible positions among the people of God. And because he was a man who was divinely chosen for the sacred duties of the priesthood and set over the land as the highest judicial authority, he was also looked up to as an example. And he wielded great influence over the tribes of Israel. So think about that for a second. Because although he'd been appointed to govern the people, the Bible records that he did not rule and govern his own household righteously. Eli was an indulgent father. And what that means is that he loved peace and ease above everything else. He didn't exercise authority to correct the evil habits and passions of his children. And a very similar story is told in the book of Kings, where we read that King David also had a problem with this. The Bible says that he didn't come to his children and correct them, even by asking them, why are you doing that? And as parents right now, we are being given an extraordinary opportunity to speak into the lives of this generation. There are some spiritually intense spiritual landmines uh, all over the landscape of the church today. And we've got to be able to talk about these things as parents. We have to be able to talk about things like homosexuality. We have to be able to talk about things like transgenderism. And I have been interested to find, especially in the light of Dove's uh, departure 
Now, Dove is saying, I mean, uh, you can Google it, I suppose, look it, look it up on YouTube. But Dove's new commercial talks about how mothers today are redefining what it means to be a mother. And I just want to say, mothers today are not redefining what it means to be a mother. Dove is redefining what it means to be a mother. And as a mother of seven, I can tell you, I have no doubt that biological sex is a fundamental reality. I have given birth seven times. I have had a miscarriage one time, and I'm, I'm telling you what, it's a, it's a big deal to be a woman, and a man who masquerades around as a woman is never going to be a woman. So you can imagine how I felt when dozens of you started sending me uh, this commercial from Dove Soap saying that this man who sounds like a man and frankly looks like he's just not really even doing a good job looking like a woman, he says that he and his wife have created a biological child, which they have. Why? Because he's a man. He's not a woman. And we can disagree on a lot of issues as Christians. We can disagree on uh, when the Lord's coming back. We can disagree on whether or not baptism saves you. Listen, you guys, we have got to get this right. Because our collective refusal to uh, redefine sex as gender identity is going to matter to our children. And your children need to know that God created them in his image, male and female. Our sex is who we are. It can't be amputated from our body like a limb, right? I was watching a video and I'll, I'll link back to today. One of my uh, favorite videos on this subject was... Uh, recorded several years ago by the Triple X Church. And I know that it, that's um, controversial to some of you who are listening, but I think it's really important to listen to because uh, people who promote this idea of gender ideology and this binary, they say that we're to reject the binary of gender. They're hard at work pulling in people who are um, trying to, They want we want to be loving, right? We're doing this in the name of love. But it's a Gnostic worldview, and it shuns the material that we are made of, which is we are made of DNA. We are constructed exactly how God said we were constructed. And we need to be teaching our children that to deviate from the Word of God is going to bring about the ruin of this culture. And that is exactly what I am concerned about today. So I'm going to link back to a blog post that I found that was written on LifeSiteNews.com. The title of the uh, Emily Zenos wrote it, and it's, it's titled "A Transgender Kindergartner Registered at My Kid's School," and that's where the madness begins. She said, "In October 2015, I received an email from my children's school principal that a gender non-conforming kindergartner had arrived." Listen, can I just stop right there and say your kindergartner is going to think he's a unicorn. Your kindergartner is going to want to be a firefighter, and he's going to want to be Batman or Wonder Woman. Kindergartners want to be a lot of things. If a kindergartner says, I think I'm a master marksman, we don't walk up with a, to a kindergartner and give him a loaded weapon. It's ridiculous as parents right now that in the name of tolerance, we are rejecting common sense and we are rejecting truth. And the author goes on to say that a whole host of demands quickly followed this announcement that a non-conforming kindergartner had arrived. The bathrooms, the locker rooms, the uniforms, every aspect of the school's practices that differentiated between the sexes were, were asked to be made gender neutral. 
It was just the beginning of a wild ride into a world where schools have become indoctrination hubs and biological sex no longer exists. A series of surreal events unfolded at our school. Parents were told that students from kindergarten to fifth grade would have to be taught that gender identity, sex, and gender expression were all free-floating concepts. Through insipid children's books and propaganda framed as anti-bullying activism. These demands are, of course, a Trojan horse for the trans advocacy in the classroom. And I want to just encourage you today, if this is happening in your child's school, you need to be aware of it as a parent. Listen, we are called as as children of God to be both loving and kind, to speak the truth in love. And the Bible says that the greatest of these things is love. And I think maybe, 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 We just need a little bit of a refresher on what that means. I engage people every day on my page who disagree with me about this subject. In fact, I just spoke to a a woman who was formerly referred to as Amy. She now goes by the name Josiah. And she was talking to me on my page today about, well, basically just saying that I was hateful and that I didn't understand the transgender movement. And I had to sort of agree with her. I don't understand the transgender movement because it flies in the face of who God says he created us to be. And so we're going to talk about this a little bit more. There's several things I want to talk to you about that are happening in the culture uh, right now. We're going to talk about uh, the the television series, 13 Reasons Why, basically saying why kids commit suicide. And I'm going to bring my daughter on next week, and we're going to be talking about this. But parents, listen, I want you to be in encouraged today that your role of a parent is so important. It's more important now maybe than it has ever been in your entire life because uh, transgenderism, the transgender movement is literally aimed at the heart of human identity. God said that I created them male and female in my image. So we want to, as parents, not to avoid the topic of biblical manhood and biblical womanhood in our churches, in our homes, in our communities, in our homeschool co-ops. This is why I went to great lengths to talk about uh, biblical womanhood and what the Bible says about it. I want to just encourage you, and I'm totally out of time today, don't be afraid to talk about this issue. It's true that the topic is difficult and it's frustrating and even divisive, and so I totally get it if you want to avoid it and shy away from it. But this is important. And when we avoid the subject, it comes with a hefty price tag, which is the loss of couples and families and children who enter into a profound and true understanding and a deep maturing experience of how God designed us to operate and exist as men and women. God wants us to learn how to relate to each other. There is a precious thing that God did when he created male and female and the loss of the opportunity, according to crossway.org. I love this. The loss of the opportunity to tenderly attest to the God who created us according to his sovereign design needs to be considered. And so we're going to come back on Friday and I'm going to be in Houston. And so it's going to be a busy weekend for me and I'm going to try really hard not to lose my voice. But I want you to be thinking about this. Look it up. Get into your Bibles. Understand what God says about the creation of male and female, how precious it is. And understand that you are engaged every day in a spiritual battle. Every day you have an opportunity, just like Eli did, just like David did, to impart truth to your children. Don't ignore the truth of male and female. We do so 
to our peril. It is our responsibility as parents to teach our children about God's design for man and woman. It came from the Garden of Eden. It came from the Creator Himself, and it is a precious design. So I appreciate, I'm going to read an email that was sent to me recently from a woman who's struggling with this in her own family, and I'll read that to you on Monday. But I just want to encourage you, in the meantime, get into God's Word. Come before the Lord in prayer. If you haven't had an opportunity yet, uh, check out my scripture writing challenge, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing. If you're in the Houston area, please come out and see me this weekend. We're going to talk about this stuff. And we're going to talk about what God says is the greatest of all the spiritual gifts, which is love. We should be able to, as God's children, speak the truth in love because that's who God designed us to be. You guys take care and I'm going to see you back here on Friday. If you've got any questions for me, let me know. Podcast at thebusymom.com. I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.